Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Book in the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast, where today we're talking NWA Saturday Night on TBS from October the 29th, 1988. I'm sitting here with Doc and Hard Body Hopper. We had a lot of fun just now on our Patreon episode that we just did, uh, talking more of Harper's escapades, and we actually also yeah. had a TWI Top 10. Ass, ass, ass. Circle, circle, dot, dot. But with that said, Doc, how are you? I was a lot better when we were doing the pre-show about ass until I realized that Harper didn't couldn't find it in his. He's too busy out there banging rats to actually watch the shows that we review. So now <laughs> it's time to lump his 280 pounds on our back and carry it through the next 42 minutes of wrestling. But hey, I'm fine. Okay. Bunch wow. of bullshit. He's out there banging rats, and we got to fucking live with the consequences. Exactly. Suck it up. Tussing. <laughs> To put some tussing on it yeah so anyway um i heard that you're the new uh host for dutch mantel's podcast is that right goddamn pal, that? pronouns you what the fuck is, what, what are you talking about yeah it's me and harper we're gonna go dutch mantel wants to hang out with us <laughs> i don't know dutch might want to hang out with harper no why see this is how rumors start like are you really doing that no 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 um I was tagged by a bunch of people when Dutch said he was wanted to restart his podcast, but as of us recording this, I don't know who he's doing. I didn't, I didn't, re- I didn't say anything. I didn't respond. Uh, Can you imagine know, Dutch dealing doing? with Mike and after like the third meeting on the on the Skype, he's like, "Hey, I don't mean to um, be a problem or nothing, but are you black or white?" Ah. <laughs> 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 I can't uh, really tell. Dutch? I don't know, Dutch. Are you Simeon or human? Um, I'm just saying. <laughs> do you Barbara, remember you Dutch's back in Smoky Mountain when he would wrestle? So Harper, um, we just did a Patreon episode where you recounted some uh, rat banging. Uh, how are you living out there? It's Mardi Gras. Great. It's Mardi yes. Gras. You got some plans? Fuck work. So you're not going to go down and throw some beads tonight and maybe no, fuck that. munch on some ass or something? No. I'm fuck Mardi Gras. Okay. So we, we don't like Mardi Gras, but is it well, an opportunity? I mean, it would. It feels like it would be, you know, cougar night down at the Applebee's or something where it'd be pretty easy to pick them off, but I guess not. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess if you go to to the parade during the bar, yeah. Okay, but that's but, you got to go all the way in from Metairie, and then 
Well, it's so, well. I mean, they got parades out here, but Damn. it's not like yeah, it's not like what it used to be. But uh, I guess you go uptown. So, am I starting to talk you into maybe going out tonight? I should. Well, fuck, it's going on right now. Yeah, maybe you should just go on and go. I mean, I should. I mean, I think we wouldn't be upset if you needed to go rub one out on some chick's <laughs> small of her back. That's nice. <laughs> Cool. Well, we should have a, a, a book in the territory uh, float. <laughs> just be a bunch of punch. <laughs> just be a bunch of disinterested skinny strippers or <laughs> half dancing to eighties music. I don't know. It'll be like me, you, and uh, Mike, and we'll put like a uh, <laughs> uh, patron. I was just thinking Denver's there'd be three right. cracked out whores as well, just kind of sh- sashaying left and right while while Sash- we go down the road. <laughs> <laughs> Doc, Doc can't even get it out. He just keeps laughing. Yeah, <laughs> I guess I can't properly convey the p- mental image I have of how beaten and broken our float would be in the Mardi Gras parade. But hey, maybe what's Travis's name? Bickle Hickle? Maybe he could put that out. Heckle? Maybe he Heckle. could do a BTT float. Art That's work. nice. I could I could go get the strippers from CC's Hopper. Oh, I mean, yeah. Let's fucking knock it out. Let's go see what Jamaica's doing. Look, just don't tell Mama Hopper what you're banging after. I'm just saying. Mm. I, I, I'll just close my eyes. You ain't closing your eyes. You, you can enjoy it. It's fine. <laughs> Mama's, Mama's not looking, and you ain't got to bring her home. Okay. Doc, you got any more flips and dives you need to get in? I don't know what you're talking about, boy. Okay. Boy. Wow, that's nice. Uh, Special shout out to Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassie, Kyle Riley, and Mike Childry. Thank you for your patronage each and every month. And if you haven't already done so, go get your penicillin shot before you listen to Classy Blassie's latest show with me, which is about two hours long of insane nonsense. Uh, in in shenanigans, you just don't know oh. when to wrap things up. Two hours, yeah. Huh? yeah. Two hours talking about what? Nothing. Oh no, we had we had a we had it was actually some good topics. One of them was one that we've done before, which is the top five broads. So Blassie gave his top five broads, which was my God. Like I said, get your penicillin shot. Uh, we talked about Starcade '93, which was. The Flair Vader, uh, with Flair being a retirement match. Like if he'd a loss, he. I've, I've seen I've seen that match. I know what you're talking about. Well, let me tell you something. That goddamn crowd was on fire for that shit. And Vader, they were. Beat the, Vader, Vader beat the piss out of Flair. Holy God, it's criminal. Like he, it was it assault. Was a, it was a it was a legitimate assault. Yeah, it, it it was uncomfortable at times watching Vader whip on Flair. But anyway, uh, we talked about that and a bunch of other stuff. It was all wrestling related, but yeah, go get your penicillin shot. Good stuff. Thank you again, Classy Blassie. All right, one more thing. New patron this past week, Neil Hunter. Thank you for signing up, Neil. Appreciate it. Enjoy all the extra Patreon content, including the one we just recorded, uh, where it was Hopper talking about his escapades, his most recent one. Yeah. And then don't forget, you get the world-class shows and... Basically over 200 other Patreon exclusive episodes at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. So, Neil, hey, thank Neil. you. Hey, Neil, send, uh, send Harper your address, and he'll come down there and tongue kiss your girl. No. Come no. on. Why? Grow up. That?
Jesus. God, what is wrong with you? I know. He doesn't have a girlfriend. I mean, you're a college graduate. Are, Act are like you, it. Are you going to tongue kiss his boyfriend? Oh, my God. He Don't put it past him. My mouth is a mouth, bro. How, okay, well, how about this? His mom. Everybody's uh, got a mom, right? That's disgusting. Sorry, Mike. <laughs> his name's Neil. Yeah. Y'all are assholes. Okay. That's fucked up. It really is. There goes welcome, the welcome to the welcome David. to the family, Neil. Yeah. Whenever we talk about whenever we talk about you, it, it means wonderful things. So thank you, Neil. Yeah, I appreciate hey, it. You could have been like everybody else and not get your name called out. So that, there you oh, go. Okay. So Doc, um, look, I mean, I you got some, any Doc Alcoholic Spotlights? What? what? Huh? Go ahead. Hey, I had one, but I lost it. There was somebody that was. I wanted to to mention, but I can't get to it right now. So, um, well, you really come prepared, don't you? <laughs> At least I watched the episode. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> y'all know what came out today in 1982? Uh, Time band. Nirvana. No. Swamp Today's Tony and Tony's Tony and Omi's birthday. Uh huh. What? Swamp Thing came out. Oh. That movie you know, was awesome when I was a little kid. You know what? We're off to such a rough start, Mike. Why is that? Because we didn't decide that nobody said, let's be great. Oh, that's what we needed to do in honor of Russell Wilson. Let's if be somebody great. would have said, let's be great, would have been already been great. Yeah, that's true. We'd have been off and running. I got I to gotta admit. Wait. Let's be great. There's uh, a Doc. whole bunch of new stuff on our Twitter feed. Oh, you haven't been on it lately this week, I see. Yeah, what is this? Cycle Ohio seventeen twenty nine. That's that's Steve, one of our BTT Hall of Fame Patreon members. I ain't no dipshit, pal. I don't give a shit who you are. <laughs> that's nice. You are a dipshit, but you know it is what it is. Okay. He's mad. And I see that. I see that he Journey Cornette. Is shoot. And now I see that Journey Cornette is a hip hop historian. Oh yeah, he's got his hip hop down. That guy's hilarious, man. He is, man. Anti anti scene has made it on to that. Have you ever heard of them, Harper? Did we talk about that? No. No, Harper, Harper wasn't on that show. It was so just we me did and a you. we did a um we did a Smoky Mountain and the one of the uh I believe it's the headbangers had on an anti scene, A N T I S E E N T shirt. And that's like a small time punk rock band, heavy metal punk rock band from North Carolina. That does like a lot of wrestling songs too, and a bunch of crazy shit. And uh, I just, I was like, I needed Harper here that morning, but you know, anti you scene. The, yeah, you were at the shoot job. Harper ain't never heard of them. See, you, you no. it was close. Nothing. They were kind of friends and closely related to like a not as crazy, but Gigi Allen kind of thing. Oh, yeah, anti scene. You yeah. know of Harper ain't never heard of it. I ain't, I don't see uh, chance in hell. Are they on Spotify? I don't I don't use Spotify. No? What what the fuck? Bro, I'm a college graduate. I have Apple Music. Oh, oh, oh excuse me. Right. <laughs> uh see here's the thing. I got points on the BTT. You just get parts of revenue. I got I got points in this thing, so I get a regular check that helps me fund all this lifestyle. Oh. I'm making money off these patrons. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my God. Here we go. 
All right, Doc. Any other shout-outs? Because you're 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 woefully unprepared tonight. You did watch I the just, episode, though, so I'll, I'll say that. Yeah, and what I want to start with here at the open is is we're in the middle of a mid south um, a mid the mid south tour, right? Yes. Yes. And what kind of rats were getting busted open in this mid south tour in 1988? And Mid-South's been gone. UWF's gone. These rats have been craving some wrestler dick. And here, here comes over the hill. Here comes the rock and roll van full of all your favorite superstars. <laughs> well, I bet. And not the rock and roll van, but, you know, they might have been driving. But I'm just thinking of the Barbaras, Lisas, Tammies, Stephanies, Lynn, you know, just getting ruined across Lindsay. the mid-south region well, hollowed out. you're just getting hollowed out well, God, can you, you imagine stan lane because he he hadn't worked in mid-south he wasn't a part of the midnight express imagine stan lane making stan his way lane. through the mid-south fucking Ugh. dr death coming back eddie gilbert's down there fucking flair staying luger it was Pound Town, brother. Yeah. Uh, every every night. <laughs> Hashtag Pound Town. <laughs> I, I bet it was so good that some of the wrestlers like, man, we ought to get this territory back up and running again. <laughs> hmm. I mean, it doesn't have to be Watts. He was kind of a dick anyway, but we could really use a regular tour through here. Like Jonesboro, <laughs> Arkansas, or what were the Mid-South towns? Oh, I mean, well, if... I don't know. I didn't pay attention to when Jr. was saying every single town, but I mean, you got you got all the cities in New. I mean, not cities. You got you got the big towns in New in Louisiana. You got Arkansas. I mean, you got Mississippi if they were going there. I mean, Mississippi was a was a nice. I mean, obviously it was a nice sized territory. You hear the stories about the guys driving everywhere they had to drive all the way from Oklahoma to Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi. So there was a lot of driving in Mid-South, man. So there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of. Um, Rats to be fed, so to say. Fed. That's yeah. nice. With hey, you started this. With two poots and jizz. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> That's an old one. How, how are the rats in Lafayette, Louisiana? I guess they're all right. A, Wouldn't you say Hopper? I mean, it's a it's college town. Holland. It's a they college smell, town. They smell like crab boil, probably. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're all right. Like, anywhere, like... Lafayette is going to be fine. Hell, yeah. Thibodeau is going to be all right because they got a small town, but it's a college They're town. Nichols. Yeah. Yeah. So any any of the little towns or cities like that, you're you going to have a nice selection. I mean, it ain't. What about, this ain't. About this ain't. This ain't, you know, chicken fucker Tennessee, man. I mean, yeah, you know, for real. What about let's, Homer? Let's be, oh. Well, see, Homa's close to Thibodeau, so it's only like 15 minutes away. So y you could, but see, the problem is with Homa, the the degeneration of brain cells amongst the people who procreated there. Yeah, for real. It leaves, yeah, it's a, I mean, yeah. So you got the college not far away, but you got to have them kind of migrate to Homa. So my question is how many NWA superstars pulled a Harper and slept at some girl's sorority house back on campus after the show one night. 
during the tour. I don't know. Harper, you ever woken you up in a sorority house, Harper? No. Oh, never mind. I, Me either. Have you? Uh, yes. That's nice. A long time ago. Does Mrs. Doc know this? I don't know. Oh. At North Texas? Where? At North Texas? No. Uh. <laughs> he, he's trying to... Doc, you gotta say kayfabe, brother. I shouldn't have to. Ixnay on the Xnay. Oh, whatever, bro. I mean, we all know. So here's the thing. Um, ah, as we pivot to the yeah. wrestling, I need somebody to tell me why four weeks after baseball season's over, we're only getting a 41, 43-minute episode. That's a good question. Okay, so it's not a 42-minute episode. They basically cut half the episode off. That's fucked up. So Rewrite whatever, history. Whatever. Well, no, here's the thing. So at the end of this, I'm going to tell y'all what they cut off. Now, I don't have okay. the promos from what they cut off, but I have the matches that they cut off. So I ain't going to sit there and tell you they rewrite in history, but I'll tell you the matches that they cut off uh, once we get to the end. Okay. So with that, uh, so, so have we have we sold the promotion yet? It's October 29th. What's the official so date? Send all probably... send all inquiries to docturner at gmail dot com. He's the one asking the question. So send we're probably yeah, send that shit to Lance. So we're probably submitting the paperwork to the lawyers right about now. Well, the attorneys are are going through the paperwork. That's for damn sure at this point. Okay. Due diligence has been completed, and now we're ready. Okay, yeah. I got it. And you know what a large corporation, how long it takes the attorneys to look over stuff. Depends on how much money there is to be made. You ever had to have legal look at a document you create for distribution in a large corporation? Yeah. How long does that take to get through, Doc? <laughs> well, not. it takes me half as long as it would you, because people listen to what no. I say. I'm not talking about how long it takes for you to get through it. How long does it take for the attorney to get through it? Not very long. I have Bull a good relationship. Crap. I, have, I have a great relationship. Bull crap. Now he's spot monkeying it up. He's That's just being nice. a spot monkey. Whatever. This is October 29th, 1988. Doc is full of bull crap as usual. This show starts off with a replay of the World Warrior turning on Sting again. And then we head to the studio for an abbreviated edition of NWA Saturday Night on TBS. And I only say that because, like I said, I believe they recorded a full two hours. It's just that we only have half of it uh, on this tape that we're watching. Tony and David mentioned the Mid-South Tour and that they will be in the downtown municipal, which Harper was there at that show. And then, yeah. and then Corny runs in and introduces the Midnight Express, which I'm going to play something from Corny in a minute. Doc, any thoughts from that opening at the very beginning of the show with uh, Tony, J.R., David? Harper, how was that show that night? It was, was, it the was it the best night of your life so far? Yeah. At that time, yeah. You're what? 12 years old there? What year was this? 88? 88. Yeah. I was 12. Man. I know, huh? Where did the time go? Dude, that was the days, bro. Never going to be like that again. Fuck. We're not going to talk about that night because that night, at least one big night. Hasn't happened. Hasn't happened yet. And it's going to be covered in an upcoming episode. That match that you're thinking of, Hopper, that you saw. 
Doc, anything else from the opening? I have a sound bite at three thirty from Corny. Oh shit! I got it. Look at look at my screen right now. Look where it's I at. I do. Yeah. Great. <laughs> I minds. got it too. I got it too. All right. So you want to go to it? Yes. So we got the Midnight Express, and they are going to defeat Mike Justice and David Isley. But like Doc's saying, we get both got a timestamp that we want to play from Corny on the mic, which is tremendous. Or as uh, Chris Zaha says out there in our Facebook group, tree fucking mendous. Here it is. You know, I finally figured out where I've seen Oliver Humperdinck before. If you took Foghorn Leghorn, beat him in the face with an ugly stick, and dressed him up like a tourist in Hawaii, that's Oliver Humperdinck. Now, let's talk about Gary Hart for a minute. Gary Hart likes Halloween. It's the only time he can go out on the street without a mask. He celebrates his anniversary every Halloween. You know that? Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, Gary Hart, as a matter of fact, he's started getting a lot of exercise lately. He's taking up jogging. Yesterday, Gary Hart jogged past the cemetery. Two guys ran after him with shovels. Have you got something to say, Tony? Yeah, I was just thinking, Jim, remember? And Jim, you remember? David, you remember? Not too long ago in Philadelphia, you had a cage match with James J. Dillon. How did it go? Who won the match? Hey, I've taught J.J. Dillon the lesson of his life. That's exactly what I did. Did you win the match? I, I'll tell you what, J.J. will never forget the beating that I gave him. I heard, he got, I heard you got him in the head scissors and he passed out. What about that? Did you, you win the match? Don't try to confuse the issues with facts here, Tony. Now let me just to say one more. Okay, was that all of it, Doc? Yeah, they the foghorn leghorn popped me. <laughs> and then they were all trying to contain Corny and Gooden. He's, that was awesome. Yeah. In 1988, he couldn't be corralled, just like he can't be corralled in 2020. No kidding. Jesus. And here's the thing. He's on fire during the match, but then he's got a promo after this. He sure the hell does. So I was going to ask you, Doc, Had if you got anything else from this match. Um. Yeah, they have a new finisher here. Yeah, I don't have the timestamp from it. Come so on, I don't it, either. You want to describe it? That's nice. They did a fucking fantastic is. move, and it's Ender. Right, Watch so, this, Harper. So Stan gets the one of the guys in like a bear hug. Well, not really a bear hug, but he's holding him up. And yeah. then here comes Bobby to drop he the leg. He drops the leg. There you the go. Top. There you go. So basically, right. Bobby's still doing the same thing. It's just Stan's holding the guy up for yeah. to drop the leg on him. But, you know, looks See, good. You think Stan never had to wrestle a broad into bed like that? No way. Not Stan. That's right. Not Stan. And now, let's go to the Rolex moment of the week. <laughs> yeah, for real. Jesus Christ, <laughs> he's awesome here. Oh, here we go. Let's see. Jim Cornette's with David Crockett after the Midnight Express win the match. Here's Corny. And the world tag team champions. Please just shut up and we'll have a nice conversation. USA Today did a survey. For a million dollars, most of the people in this country would throw their dog off a cliff. Sick society? Sure it is. But that's the way people are. You people out there, you criticize us for the things we do, but I want to ask you a question. I want you to take a look in the mirror. Sure, we cheat, but if we didn't, our opponents would, so we beat them to it. 
We got these right here. Now, if somebody tried to come in your house and take your money, jump on your wife, what are you going to do? Anything you got to. Well, brother, these mean a lot to the Midnight Express. And what are we going to do to keep them? Anything we got to, brother. It's a sick society, like I said. So we got to take care of ourselves. But before you criticize us, you look yourself in the mirror and ask yourself, for that million dollars, would you give Fido the boot? Sure you would, and you better admit it. Now, the Road Wars. Everybody's talking about the Road Wars. Let, let's cut all the bull. Let's get down to the facts of the matter. Let's be real. We ain't going to beat the Road Wars. The Midnight Express are not going to beat the Road Wars. Nobody else has. Probably nobody else ever will. Maybe it can't be done. I don't know. But the fact of the matter is, Road Wars, the point is, we don't have to beat you, brother. You've got to kick our butts. And you ain't going to do that. Because I'll tell you what, trying to beat the Midnight Express is where you come in for the damnedest fight you've ever been in in your life. And I'll tell you this. You come after these, we're going to treat you just like we would anybody else, Road Wars, because we ain't scared of you, I'll tell you that. So you say you like to fight. Well, brother, I'm glad, because that's what you're going to have to do and do a lot of if you think you're going to be the World Tag Team Champions. Turn on your friends, make new enemies. I don't care what you do. You ain't going to be the champions as long as there's a breath in either of the three of us, and that's a fact. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. All right. Coming up next, hot stuff, Eddie Gilbert, gorgeous Jimmy Garvin, and the Bodacious Precious. He just loves saying Bodacious Precious. Doc, what you got from that? I want to hear what Harper had to think about that. He that was great, man. It, it, it's, it's, didn't it feel real? I mean, when does someone say, yeah, I mean, we're not going to beat you. We can't beat you. Right. But you got to beat us. Yeah. No one has ever said that ever. Well, Flair kind of Flair kind of says that in his he's like Flair does say that kind of in a way he's like you you got to beat me but well I think what made Corny's different but is, Flair has never said I mean I'll, 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 let's be honest I can't I can't beat you Luger that's right, right that yeah that's what I was about to say the the Corny's line was let's be real yeah we ain't gonna beat the Road Warriors like he's literally admitting we ain't gonna beat them but we don't have to beat you. You got to beat us. And I and that was the part about it. He was like, "Let's be real. We ain't going to beat you." Flair never says that to Luger. He might or, or any of his opponents, but he does say kind of, uh, you know, "You have to beat me. I don't have to beat you." But he doesn't say I, I can't beat you. Corny's just like, "We can't beat you." But 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 we ain't got to. I loved it. What are you going to do if somebody breaks in your house and hops on your wife? What the hell does that mean? That's what he said. Oh, okay. Any, he said anything you got to. What did he say? Turn on old friends, make new enemies. We don't care. Hmm. Dude, that was. That was. <laughs> when that you was, know what's coming, that, when you know what's coming, it's like, boy, you ain't kidding. You, yeah. You, you, you ain't gonna beat him. But that's probably the best promo we've seen in a while. From anybody. Yeah, for real. I mean, since Arn left. And there was no, like, line in there. Like, the, the line, the comedy was before that, kind of. Like, when he's talking right. about Right, that Hooper was all Inc. business. Yeah, he was all business. Like, he's talking he's talking crazy during, during commentary, but this is all business right here, which was real good. And you know what? There's a bunch of people out there who love their puppy dog, but a million dollars is a million dollars, you know? Yeah, I know, yeah. right? 
They could just go get a new dog from the SPCA tomorrow. Jeez. Buy three dogs. Go get three dogs. Right. You, you can actually wanna... buy the dog that you actually fucking wanted. Right. Wow. Not that. Not that. Right, fucking, not that scroungy mongrel that your fucking broad made you get. Yeah, that fucking rescue. Fucking get a real dog. <laughs> this is reminding me of when Hopper went off. <laughs> about pit bulls a few months back and he's like it's like putting a gun on your desk on your living room table loaded he got hate mail because of it oh fuck that that's exactly what it is it's just like sooner or later something stupid is gonna happen you said that a couple of months ago that feels like it was like a year and a half ago yeah it may have been the best thing about that was you two talking about the hipsters bringing their dog to the bar. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Yeah, fucking yeah. white people, man. Oh, God, it's like, can't we go back to the days when someone would just sit down and drink a domestic fucking beer <laughs> and just watch Sports Center reruns and just shoot the shit? Bro, you're talking about my life from age 20 to about age 32. <laughs> oh, God. He's on to something, bro. You cannot go sit at a. You just can't do it. Now anymore. there's got to be a game of cornhole out there, ring toss, or yeah, you fucking do, some asshole's got a goddamn doll. They got motherfuckers around here that bring parrots and shit in in, in, <laughs> in, in the fucking bar. You got fucking big table size Jenga. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. Go home and play fucking games, motherfucker. <laughs> I want to just sit here and look at broads. I just want to sit here and be left alone. Well, I'm married, so I can't do that. But I want to side-eye some broads that are walking through. Mm, I fuck them. Right. He's I, not lying. Nobody goes to... I don't say nobody. But like when you walk into sports bars nowadays and stuff, it's like they... It's like anything. They they just got to make it all extra. Nobody just goes sits at the bar just to freaking have a drink and unwind. Yeah, for real, huh? <sighs> Ugh. Like, Ugh. cheers. Right. right. That's exactly it. All right. But Doc. see, even that, even that, I'm past all that because it's like I don't want to wait for somebody else to decide to wait on me. I want to get up and go get another beer out of the fridge when I'm done with the one I got and not interrupt my flow. And well, just keep... I double fist. Oh, that's a good idea. I, I should... always double fist. A couple of us from a Wildcat went out like uh, two weeks ago, and they're all like, damn, why are you double fisting? Because I don't feel like going back to get another one. Right. There's a life hack for the patrons out there. Yeah, there's there's there is something to that. For me, I just I double fist my hand and see that's why I get messed up. When's the last time you went out drinking, Mike? Yeah. I told you about a year and a half ago when it was with Hopper. Damn, really? Actually, no. The last time I no okay. The last time I drank was not a year ago, but the last time I was out drinking was probably X rated last year. So, like, y'all don't go anywhere? Bruh, it's impossible to go somewhere with kids. You got kids. You got a wife who's like, well, why can't I go? Um, Try being a breadwinner in your house. So then it's like, look, I'm I'm the fucking goose laying golden eggs. 
So she ain't going to let me just go in my car and drink 12 beers and drive home. If something happens to me, that happens to her. So then she's like, how are you getting there? How are you getting home? Where's your Uber? I'm like, man, yeah, I don't fuck. So it's, it, we live in a different world in you, Hopper. I when see I, that. It, it's true because I, I guarantee you I live closer to what you're living now back in my 20s and early 30s. Where it's like, I don't give a shit how smashed I am. I got to get home. And my car needs to be there when I wake up. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to go out and sit at the bar with a couple of buddies. And we're going to probably not talk for a while as we watch Sports Center with the with the sound down. And look at bitches. Yeah. But that don't that that world does not exist for Mike and I anymore. That sucks. Yeah, we can't do that. But and let's just say that we pulled that egg, we got out of the house like that. You'd still get 12 texts, right? Your phone will be blowing up like a hand grenade. I went out with some dudes, I went out with some dudes about a month ago, and I swear to god, I had 15 texts like, Are you drinking too much? How are you? <laughs> you need me to come get you? You gotta uh, pace yourself, don't forget get that. Uber, get an Uber if you don't want to. Remember, we have stuff to do to, in the morning. Like, Damn, dude, it's not even I'm, worth it. Yeah, I just I, guys, I'm gonna go home. This is beating me down. I'm not in a good mood anymore. <laughs> Imagine if fucking Doc came to X-rated, bro. Bro, I'm I'm good at hanging out. Don't let Mike fool you. I can. Drink. I never said you weren't. We had I fun, can... man. We got toasted. All of us were drinking, having a good time. Took a lift back to the hotel. After you know, we weren't drinking and driving. It was fun. I guarantee you the P one the P ones that's the Dallas thing. The patrons that would met me, they'd be they'd feel a whole new way about Doc. Oh, I'd well, let them buy have... me drinks all night. That's how this goes. Yeah, okay. that's cool. Yeah. So anyway, uh, drinking's cool. I like it. All right, uh, we got Jimmy Garvin and Precious and Eddie Gilbert up next, and David Crockett got a hard on when he said bodacious Precious. Uh, Doc, do you have anything from this? Uh, hold on, I had to get over to my thingy here. Cause, I, like, I'll just no, tell I, you. Go no, no, I do. Um, I liked it when Eddie came out, and I thought Eddie was good. So you should play that part of it. Well, Pat. here we go. It's not because it's not that long. Here it is. Hi, right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. Gorgeous, Jimmy Garvin, Precious, Hot Stuff, Eddie Gilbert. Welcome back. Thank you very much, David. It's nice to be back, too. You know, before I get started, there's a few people I'd like to thank. One of them is Dr. Frank McCune, University of Virginia, for doing such a good job on my leg. And all his staff and Catherine and everybody. Dr. Frank, let me tell you. <laughs> Can I tell you some stories? Now, Frank McHugh's a good guy. Everybody helped me out. A lot of people have been telling me out of sight, out of mind. They've been trying to feed me with a bunch of negative garbage, but it hasn't worked. I'd like to thank the fans that, that know that I haven't disappeared. And it's going to take more than a broken leg. It's going to take more than a broken leg to take the fight out of me. It runs in the family, you know. I've been doing it for 19 years. That's a long time. That's more time than probably most of the guys sitting back in the dressing room now has been in the shower all together. But the fact is this. Yeah. Me and Hot Stuff yes. got some plans, and the plans are heavy-duty plans, right, Pally? You know, you know what, David? <laughs> if that was Press was here right now, he'd probably say, I, 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 I just don't know what's going on, David Crockett. I'll tell you what's going on. If Kevin Sullivan's in the back watching right now, 
You've got two formidable opponents right here for anybody you have. Now, you first took Rick Steiner from me, and I told everybody that the reason why I came back here, first of all, was to help this man out right here of overtaking you in the varsity club. The second thing was, is taking Steiner back where he belongs, and that's with hot stuff. Because you know something? I just heard something just a little while ago, David Crockett. Let me tell you what a devious person Kevin Sullivan is. Steiner left his check just a while ago laying up somewhere. I looked at it, and I know for a fact that Kevin Sullivan's been spending his money and taking it from him. And when Steiner realizes what a lone ass, no good creep you really are, Sullivan, he's going to come back home and be me and the gorgeous man. When that's all over with, we just want to let Jim Cornell know one thing, too. Then we're going to be coming after the World Tag Team titles, David. All right, good. Okay. I like that. I like that. Okay. that sounds, and, and, and it's also real good, too. Mike Rotunda can say he's the greatest world television champion when he doesn't ever defend it against anybody. All right. That's, that's true. All right, ladies mm. and gentlemen. Hot stuff. Eddie Gilbert's going to go in the ring. All right, Doc, what you got? The only thing I didn't like was the Elvis thing. Elvis has been dead 11 years at this point. I mean, yeah. but other than that, I thought Gilbert was really good and gave you some reasons why um, – Rick Steiner's being done done wrong. I'll tell you something, Rick Steiner's fucking over right now too. We're gonna to talk about that in a little bit. Oh yes, Harper, you got anything from it? You think that was a real doctor that he mentioned? I don't know, but what did he do crazy to get mentioned? Yeah. Well, there was some inside joke going on because he was like, I don't know. Did you catch the like chuckle when he mentioned? The doctor's yes. name and like Plus he gave him an extra. Maybe he gave him an extra script. I don't know if it was a real doctor or if it was just you know some kind of banging that happened and what you know, I, it was someone's shoot name maybe. Yeah, something something funny was something. There was some inside baseball thing on that on that right there. What it was, I don't know, but definitely was something. All right, uh, we keep going. The next match is Eddie Gilbert who defeats Tommy well, Angel. Okay, yeah, so. I got a timestamp in this match. 1347. Tommy Angel throws what I would consider to be a weak slap. All right, so let's hit, let's look at it. Here it is. It's coming up. Not that one. Yeah. That actually looked all right. That was a forearm, not a slap. Pushed him. And pushed him. And here it comes. Uh, he was afraid to hit Eddie. <laughs> he does it yeah. twice, too. Yeah. Oh, it's like he yeah, wasn't, and, and he kind of flinched before the two, so he wasn't quite sure what to do. And it's just, you know, it's airtight, you know. Everything was airtight, brother. Anyway, uh, did you catch uh, the finish? I hate that. What? I hate that. When they put their armor over, over the ref and pull him over. Why is this baby face? That was an, that was an old school thing. You know that. Yeah, awkward. but they do it now. Do they? Oh, you know, you, you can't do that now because it makes the they, ref look dumb. It makes the ref look fucking stupid as fuck. Yeah, because why would the it ref is allow you? Lazy. Yeah, why would the ref allow you to stop him from checking on the right. opponent that's outside? Yeah, I agree. That was an old school thing that worked back then, but nowadays when you do that, it's you can't do that now. It's just let me tell you. Let me tell you this though, Tommy Angel may have thrown a weak slap, but he takes the hot shot like a champ here. Well, I was about to say that. So at the end, um, he took that hot shot. It was impressive the way he it really dropped was. him across those ropes. So I'm this is it right here. Bam! Look Damn, at yeah, that, that shit. Popped, he popped off of it. It was really nice looking. So I don't want to just think 
We're putting Tommy Angel down here because he did awesome, not the ant. Here it comes. God, oh. he took that good. That looked and great. He, the cables snapping back, so it really looks impressive. That was good. Yeah. As Hopper's in the background celebrating with his jersey on. You see the two kids in the background? Come on. I guess was that me and Hopper back there, Doc? I'm, I'm asking yeah. my friend. I don't remember. Did we go to this tape in Hopper? I think we were. Was that us? Okay, I didn't realize it. Look at look well, at Hopper and I back there. I got the yeah. yellow jersey on. Hopper's got the white jersey. Go Eddie Gilbert. <laughs> All right, Doc. Any other thoughts on this match? Uh, no. All right, uh, Doc. Do you have? There's a first part of Humperdinck coming up, and he's talking about Cornette. He makes a he says that Cornette makes George Bush look tough, and then. Then they go back to some footage with Bigelow, and then there was a second part to the promo. I was going to play the second part. Do you have anything from it? Yeah, that that's fine. Um, I get he does explain that Bigelow's been in Japan, which makes sense. And then, um, yeah, that was a thing back then. George Bush Senior was a wimp. That was like a big insult. Now we just grab people by the pussy and <laughs> yeah. imagine how far we've come in thirty years. It's Stop. Gone from like, Stop. What? We the are word, a politics-free zone. No, I'm just, no, I'm not. I did, these these are both Republican. It's not a it's side of the issue thing. It's, I mean, okay, I'll do every, both sides so everybody can say it. You know, we had a president in '88 who was a wimp, but they had all kinds of imagery about the previous president, and now this one, and it's just you know, we've come a long way. Wait, in 30. Wait. I didn't we're realize not, this. There, we're there not as respectful. About, there was a thing about Bush being a wimp back then. Yeah, it was like yeah. a big. Okay, I, I didn't. I, I I didn't realize that. Okay, there's a Simpsons later on, a few years later, and Homer and him get in a fight, and Homer keeps calling him a wimp, and he gets all mad. <laughs> I mean, it was the thing. <laughs> That's I don't awesome. remember that. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, I want to so, see that one now. So it's just, you know, we've made a lot of. Um, strides in the last 30 years but maybe we could all just be a little bit more respectful okay uh let's go we go back to the studio where here we have sir oliver humperdinck who yes steven javorski who does the nwa power watch alongs in our btt facebook group uh he's 37 years old thank you steven we appreciate it uh hopper you need to tell your buddy steven out there anything as he uh cranks one off to this episode this week come on thank you okay steven's a good guy he knows i'm it's all in fun come on come on Let's go to Humperdinck now and see what he's got to say. That's right. 396 pounds. He moves like a cat. A picture is worth a thousand words. And what you saw just there is exactly why, Barry Windham, you're going to have a hard time because it's getting to the point where you're going to have to put that U.S. title on the line against Bam Bam Bigelow. You know, for the past several weeks now, he's been over there in Japan wrestling all the top Japanese stars. Well, I know that he's upset. I know that he's heard what Ric Flair has said about him right here on Nationwide TV. And I know when he gets back, he's going to be ready for the world's heavyweight champion. Now, you just saw three bozos there that got their faces drove into the mat. Well, Ric Flair, you're on the list, brother. And I know it's coming. It's not going to be too very long. When a match will be signed, you'll be forced to get into the ring with Bam Bam Bigelow. And when that happens, he's going to pick you up for that great big front face lock suplex. And Ric Flair, your nose is going to go squash. Your back is going to get pinned to the mat for a one, two, three. And we're going to leave the arena on that night. The new world's heavyweight champion. He's upset. 
He's been eating rice for about three weeks now, and he's real mad. So Ric Flair, when he comes back here, he's going to be more than ready for you. And James J. Dillon, the deciding factor a lot of times in Ric Flair's matches. If you think you're going to pull any hanky-panky or any chicanery around the ring when these two meet, you can get it out of your mind right now because I'm planning to be there right in Bam Bam's corner. And if you make one move, you, you know what belongs to me, and that's a promise from me to you. All yeah. right. Listen, Battle Stars 88 coming your way. Coming up next, United States Heavyweight Champion Barry Windham. Okay, Doc, I want to say something before I throw it to you and get you and Harper starts on this promo. Every time Humper Dink for one always cuts a good promo, no doubt. But every time I see him now, I picture him not as the cameraman at the porn, you know, shoot. I picture him as the director with giving advice to the ladies arch your back a little bit better baby while he gets that uh shot of you do this baby do that baby i'd like i have this you got a little shine on your apple behind we need a little makeup on over there yeah like cream on your mouth come on <laughs> come on get That'll the money get shot that. baby <laughs> all right i don't know how you take those cheap sunglasses off without breaking them yeah really huh dude and he's got the whistles in his ear again, too, Hopper. He's 39 years old, like I'm fucking 28 again. Yeah, really, dude. How old is he there? Wait, I thought I thought 37. Is he 37 or 39? Who cares? He's not 30 anything. Right. He's 5011. <laughs> 5011. Okay. All right. Anyway. How old is he? I thought we I thought we looked it up. He was in his late 30s. Okay. That covers so 37 and 39. We're good. Yeah, 37, 39 ain't much different. And, God, the fact that he's 37 or 39 right there is tremendous. That's crazy. Man. It looks like he should be in, in fucking Leonard Skinner. Dude, what kind of snatches he ran through in his life? Oh, God. Daddy, I bet the snatch looks like the, the patch of hair above it looks like his, the hair on his head. That's nice. So what'd you call it? A, a meat wallet? Uh, no, a bruised <laughs> ham wallet. A bruised hand wallet. That's nice, Hopper. I got, I got, I caught shit about that the next day from Mike. He's like, "What's wrong with you?" <laughs> no, I clipped it. I thought it was fabulous. I, I clipped it and put it on the YouTube channel like a week in advance so that the fans could watch it because I thought enough. it was tremendous. Like, and it, you, you know, what's funny sometimes. It's it's actually how somebody says something. When Dusty wrapped up that promo, what made it so great was Doc is giggling like a six year old, and he's like, "Why does his head? <laughs> why does his head look like a bruised ham wallet?" And he's laughing when he's saying it, which made it even better. So yeah, there was uh, it was tremendous, good stuff. I know uh, how to what, deliver lines. What you got from what you got from Humperdinck, Doc? Not a lot, because I'm ready for Be Bigelow to come back from Japan and then quit. Yeah. Wow. Well, we whoa, 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 whoa. we got we got sure. we got time. We got more but time. Humperdy does Humperdy become Big Daddy Dink later? Yeah, isn't that his name later on? I can't yeah. remember. Like, wasn't wasn't it Big Daddy Dink? It wasn't anything else, was it? I remember that. I don't know. God, it's terrible, but it's so great at the same time. <laughs> so great. All he's right. Sitting there watching, he's sitting there watching some girl get impaled by two mandingos, and he's just seen it all. So he's like, "Okay, just a, a little bit longer here, and then we'll wrap it up." 
Harper, you got any thoughts on Harper Dank besides how he looks? I mean, wasn't he, he so? So now they're going after Barry. Yeah, because that's the match at Starcade. Barry's so got that flair. Barry's got that ponytail. He he has that young guns look going. Hold yeah, up, Harper. Dude, Would you say? Would you say? What, what about Flair? He was feuding with Flair. Everything was airtight, brother. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> All right. What were y'all saying about Barry Hopper? He's got that that that, that fucking young guns look going. Yeah, he does. Wanted dead or alive. I remember that. I bet you do. I bet you walk these streets. What's with, with a load of six string on my back? I play. I got a question. Keeps. Huh? What's Battle Stars? That sounds that like I, a fucking cartoon. That I don't know. You as long as I don't have to one. watch it and review it, I'm fine. No, we're yeah. there. I was going to ask the same thing. What the fuck is that? We're, we're I, my, fuck I, is my, I was like, is this Starcade? Is it a clash? What are we doing here? Well, we got, I mean, we got the clash coming up in December, and then we got Starcade coming up like a couple weeks after that. So uh, the clash is. Uh, about six six weeks away from this, and then we. Would got you tell the, me? Don't. Would you tell me? Don't go on the air and talk about how bad it is, but we're in trouble. Clash four. Yeah. It's it's just a, there's long matches on it, and I, I like wrestling. What's the problem? And the thing about the clash is, the problem after Clash one was they just were pretty much live specials, but they weren't really like quote-unquote special but they were live so that meant something back in 88 and we liked that part of it but at the end of the day clash one just blows any other clash away so you're trying to follow that when you do these clashes and you're just like uh and then at the beginning of the fourth clash is a babyface versus babyface tag team for the u.s titles you'll see it babyface versus babyface in 1988 just didn't work for me that's not gonna work for me brother but we'll get there oh, when we talk about all it. All right. Well, way to bury it before uh, become a patron. I didn't yeah, bury it, asshole. Content. I'm just being. You know what? You know what pisses me off about you? What? When somebody's honest about something, not you, Hopper. You're an upstanding Catholic Christian from Metairie, Louisiana. You're, wow. you're a good fella. Uh, you know, you 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 wear your condoms and you don't do nefarious things other than uh, that's right. Gods that in, as an unmarried Catholic. But that we'll let that one slide. The church will forgive you for that. Uh, what pisses me Please off about Doc you. is he, how many is he Hail stirs does, shit up. How many Hail Marys does he have to say from munching on that strange ass? You, you know Great. what you should do, Doc? You need to go to church regularly. Okay. <laughs> All right. You, you convinced me. How many Hail Wait, wait. What did you just ask, Offer? Say that again. Run that back. How many Hail Marys does he have to say from munching strange ass? How many Hail Marys you say, Offer? Three of them, right? God, I used to hate being in church when they would do the rosary. It's just bringing back memories. They would go around that damn necklace bead thing. Hopper knows what yeah. I'm talking about. You yeah. be sitting there twiddling your thumbs like, hey, when they gonna when they gonna wrap this shit up, brother? I still got my rosary. I'm looking I at it right got now. Mine too. I, I, I'm looking at it hanging up right now. But my, my my mom's is hanging in the room. It's it's I see it every day. Uh, all right, let's keep going. Barry Wyndham defeats Bob Riddle. Doc, it's, go ahead. What you got, Hopper? 
Bob Riddle looks like his hairstyle looks like someone from fucking Mad Max. With that stupid looking mullet gimmick thing it's, on the back of his it, head and Yeah. I like it's... someone from fucking remember uh, uh a Lord of the Flies with the kids? Mm-hmm. That's what it looks like. One of those fucking kids. Okay. Speaking of movies, Doc, do you remember Time Bandits? No. <laughs> How in the hell am I the only one? Well, Hopper remembered it, but he... Yeah. Do you remember, do you remember it, Hopper? You I mean, I remember it. it. I mean, I haven't seen it, and God knows. In I didn't watch years. a lot. I don't watch a lot of movies, because my entire life I've watched more uh, wrestling and sports. And that's okay. really from about the age of seven until tonight. It's nice. All right. Anyway, if you watch Time Bandits out there... Uh, I maybe this is a This is for... It's on Hulu. I watch maybe two or three movies a year. Oh, I don't watch a lot of movies now. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that sounds about accurate. Yeah. I'm not, well, I'm not talking about like going to the theaters. I'm like, if we had HBO or something like that. Now, if you're going to say I got caught up on Shawshank Redemption one Saturday afternoon. Okay. That doesn't count. But I mean, like new content, two or three movies a year. Yeah, for real. That sounds about right. I always say I'm going to watch something. Then. Like I've, had white, I've, had white, I've had white boy Rick on my DVR for months. I don't even Every know time I'm like, is. I should watch that. I'm like, I should watch that. Yeah, dude, that's the same thing. Like fucking Aquaman. It's on HBO. Go. I haven't seen it. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm going to watch this. I look, it's like, it's two and a half hours long. And I look, I was like, what time is it? Fuck this. <laughs> I'm going to just watch the girls. That is adulting right there to a T. <laughs> Two hours? What time is it? Yeah, brother, yeah, that's not going to work for that. you tonight, brother. <laughs> All right. Let's keep going. We got J.J. Dillon and Barry Windham out here. Let's see what they got to say. Here it is. And in the world is the world heavyweight champion, Ric Flair. The number one man in the United States is the United States heavyweight champion, Barry Windham. That's right. And his manager, J.J. Dillon. Well, you know, I know that the fans are watching with keen interest over the situation that's developed with Sting, and it's created a rather precarious situation for the horseman because Sting was regarded by most as the number one challenger for the United States title and certainly a viable challenger for the world title. But it seems like he got his singles crossed with the Road Warriors. He's got his hands full, and I'm sure he would like to get that score settled before he goes ahead and challenges for a major championship again. A lot of the other so-called top contenders are involved in situations. People like Nikita Koloff, Ivan Koloff. So now I keep having the promoters push the name again of the American dream, Dusty Rhodes, a man that much held the title, a man that's also been a world champion that's virtually done it all. But I felt that Barry Windham at this time in his career should not again have to face Dusty Rhodes. We've already proved that Barry Windham is a superior wrestler. We should not have to face him again. But the... Promoters are becoming insistent, if you will. I'm feeling tremendous pressure put on me. So I don't know what I'm really going to do at this point, Barry. The only thing I've done is thrown up a stumbling block, if you would. I've demanded tremendous guaranteed purses for you, if I was even to consider it. Now they're scampering and putting up the money, and they're kind of putting our back to the wall. How about that, Barry? What are you going to do? I'll tell you the way I'm going to handle it. There are two big, big men in the NWA, if you will. You know what I mean. Dusty Rhodes and Bam Bam Bigelow that think they have a claim to this championship. 
Well, let me tell you what, you big man. I'm conditioned to the point where you've never been where you will never be. I want to see either one of you go more than five minutes with me or anybody else. The big elbow, the big splash. Bam, bam, Bigelow. I'll be so far out of the ring by the time you try to get in midair, you're going to land flat, and I'll be covering you. This championship right here is going nowhere. Dusty Rhodes, let me tell you what. I've done it before. I can do it again. The United States Heavyweight Championship, I earned, I'm going to keep, and James J has assured me of that. So keep it in mind, Dusty Rhodes. I'm not afraid of you, but I don't have to wrestle you, so maybe I won't. So you keep it in mind. Whether or not I wrestle you, you can never take this away from me. All right, Doc, as I run it back to show Hop or something. The ginger you, that sticks her tongue out? Oh, yeah. Uh, what, do you, what do you have from Barry right there? I thought JJ was a little weird at the end. Like, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to do anything here and... Wait a minute. When has JJ ever said that? I thought Barry was really good with the if you will, and then we get the ginger here sticking out her tongue. Look at that hideous slee stack. Oh, man. Put that tongue The one back. on the left's cute. Mm, in kind of a Laverne, Laverne and Shirley kind of way. Uh, are, are, these, are, are these women of age before you start in? With I think, yeah. I yeah. think so. The one oh, on the yeah. right's a slee stack at any age. What kind of car does the one on the left drive, Harper? Sen sensible. Uh, right, like a, well, let's see. The what year is this? Nineteen eighty-eight. Yeah. Like a a Cavalier, something like that. Not a Chevette. I would say something a little bit newer than that. She's okay. probably just out of college. She's she's probably bought her first car. And it's something new, but it's something cheap, like a Cavalier or a Ford, a Ford Escort. Or... I would say she's te a temp at the bank, and she's trying to hope to be a teller one day. That sounds about right. The one on the right's just probably. She's... Go ahead. She's she's probably a fucking hairdresser at Fantastic Sam's. I was gonna say she died of AIDS about eighteen years ago. That's nice. Come on, Mike. <laughs> Reel this shit in. I am not responsible for the shit that comes out of his mouth. Hey, Tony, think about it. The sudden, the sudden weight, the sudden weight loss. Eight. Bro, let me tell y'all something. I don't know why this is triggering off in my head, but I watched that video clip this week. Come on. I watched it 50 times a fucking day. <laughs> when Chrissy says, what's the line, Harper, about greasing the union? <laughs> when he said he was greasing the union, who knew this is what he meant? <laughs> He's married. What a kuma! <laughs> I don't think people realize. I know we got listeners out there that aren't, that, that aren't like Sopranos fans or never got into it. But when I tell you that would be straight gold with the three of us doing an episode here and there. First of all, it's hard to find. First of all, what else do the three of us agree on culturally besides wrestling? And the Sopranos is there. Then how much, what is there that at least two of us know in and out as well as wrestling? And Mike 
knows it well too. I mean, product knowledge, appreciation, and it's the greatest. We're it's where we're going next. Yeah, I love that shit because every day I get stuck on. I will watch it on YouTube, and then it then it goes to some other clip, and another one, and another one. This one kills Tony, kills his cousin, and blah blah. And it's like, and then it's like a half an hour later. The clips are tremendous that you can find on YouTube, and I just yeah. I'll leave it at that as we move along. But oh man, okay. Any other thoughts on Barry Wyndham and JJ Dillon here as we uh, try to get through this show this week? Keep going, bro. The Fantastics then come out and defeat Mike Jackson and Jerry Price. I don't have anything from it. Doc, did you have anything? They had a new finisher, too, but what else? Um, there it is. No, they've, they've actually done that one before. Oh, well, yes. screw me. Yeah, screw you. Um, i tell you, I tell you who had fun during that. Look at that dick dancing that Fulton was doing. Boy, let me go back to it. Here it is. Watch. Here they go. You like that, Harper? There you like, go. I need to learn that. Hey. <laughs> hey, girl. God, I could just picture him doing that in some bar with the in the background. There's a TV with the Spud McKenzie commercial coming on. Yes. I thought it would be a- Alex the Stroh's dog. Remember him? The who? Remember the Stroh's beer? He was Alex the, the Stroh's dog. Uh-uh. Jesus Christ. It's the so Stro- the Stroh's dog. Yeah, the Stroh's beer. Uh-uh. I don't know what that is. Stroh's beer? Yeah, hold on. I don't know what well, the hell you're talking about. Well, I'm getting ready to... While you're doing Strokes. that, the Fantastics cut a promo. They talk about the NWA US Tag Title Tournament that's coming up. And Bobby Fulton addresses the Sheep Herders who've been calling them out lately. But don't expect much to come of that because the Sheep Herders are on the way out the door. And that's all I'll have to say about that. Tony Schiavone also mentions Sting will be fine after we saw what happened to him with the whole neck and whatnot. And then they throw us to a promo from Sting, but I'm going to throw it to Doc first to see if he's got something to say. Sting? No, go ahead. I'm actually, you, you, were, you were looking something gonna, up, right? Yeah, I was. I sent, I sent it to y'all. Um, he was a precursor to Spuds McKenzie in the 80s, pal. Yeah, I see that. It was 84. I just Googled it. Yeah, but... Um, I don't remember this it, shit for nothing. I remember that Yeah, beer, I don't remember this remember at the, all. I know this I company is now owned by uh, Paps. Okay. I know that. Here's the thing. I thought Sting was good here. Well, I'm gonna go to it. Uh, just are you done with Strohs? The the whatever. Yeah, he looks like Max Headroom here, Harper. Oh fuck it. <sighs> Let's Look go to it. Sting. Uh, so what happens is, like I said, Tony throws it to Sting. Now the promo gets cut off. I don't know what the deal is, but it gets cut a little short. But let's hear from Sting right here, uh, talking about what happened to himself. I can't believe it. For what? Why? It doesn't make any sense to me at all. Brothers in paint, what happened to that? Before I get intense about that situation, I want to thank everybody who sent me flowers, letters, and cards, and everything else behind the stinger. Thank you very much. It sounds corny, but thank you anyway. I can't believe this. Brothers in paint, look at this. Look at this right here. Makes no sense to me at all. Dusty Rhodes asked me to come in and defend his six-man tag titles because he knew I was going to give 110% like I always did. From the very first day I got into this business, in the gym or whatever it needed to be. 
He knew I was going to give 110%, which I did. You didn't let me in the ring. You should have told me before the match if you didn't want me to help you defend the titles. You talk so much about being the world tag team titles, just you guys. You're the only ones that matter. Why didn't you tell me before the match? I would have gladly stepped out and let you guys do your thing on your own. You guys' minds are poisoned with greed and money and everything else that happens to people in this business. Emotions run wild, definitely. There's no doubt about it. Mine run wild, too. It's obvious the way I act in the ring all the time. But I'd have never turned my back on you guys. It was a great feeling when those people saw all three of us together, brothers in paint. We did amazing things together. And now you guys, for some ungodly reason, money or whatever it is, doing your thing on your own, it doesn't make sense. The total package and myself have talked a lot. We are going to get revenge. You've heard it a hundred times before, but we're going to do it. It's good to see Sting back and talking. You know, this man... Well, it gets cut off. What were you about to say about it, Doc? I just, I mean, it's not like what Corny did, but for Sting, that was pretty decent because he was actually stayed focused and wasn't wild and saying nonsense stuff. And he didn't howl. I thought that yeah. you would love that. Yeah. Okay. So any other thoughts on Sting? No. I, he, he looked like Max Headroom and... I mean, I don't know how I don't know how sympathetic he is sitting there still looking all tan and ripped, but whatever. It was yeah. good. You're like, okay, go to Walgreens to get a fucking uh, a neck brace. Yeah, two ninety nine back then, probably. Yeah, <laughs> I'm with you. He was like, and he was like, do I have to pay for it, or will they reimburse me? And it, and it does. He's like, save your save your receipt, baby, and just give it to Jimmy. <laughs> nah, nah, we we getting bit, we getting purchased by, we getting swallowed up by the by the corporation. They'll pay you. Just save your receipt paper and give it to. Andy what kind Griffin. of what kind of money marks were the corporate suits? Because this is the first corporate suits seen as by the boys in 1988. I don't know, but I'm trying to remember if this would have been around the time that that Dusty utters the line to Cornette. Baby, by this time next year, we're gonna be making major motion pictures. Like I'm I'm wondering <laughs> I'm wondering in TV stars. I'm wondering if that's if this is around the time that Dusty would have said that because of the corporation, you know, about like I don't remember if, if Dusty would have said that in eighty seven or he'd have said that right around this time. I don't remember the timeline, but it feels like it would fit in this time because of the corporation about to buy them. This time, yeah. baby, next year. We're going to be making major motion pits, baby. Wow. Huh. Little did we know, right? Yeah. I mean, learning I mean, learn learn the ropes happened. Come on. Well, that's true. So maybe he said it right before that. I don't know. You're right. Learning the ropes was happening. Okay. Doc, you got anything from Luger's promo that uh, is right here? Actually, I thought it was meat really. and potatoes. Yeah, meat and potatoes. Not bad. I think he's wearing oh, the same he... fucking clothes every goddamn day. <laughs> Why wouldn't he? He's a little package. He's got his bugle boys on. <laughs> the fucking Jesus. The same shirt. So? He's living a dream, brother. Yeah, whatever. Uh, but basically, all he says is Sting will be back, and they are going to kick the Road Warrior's ass. And that was pretty much it. And there was nothing else from it. Okay. So, Doc, I want to go to this next match, because I feel like you're going to have some stuff here from Steiner. Um, I know I do. But uh, I got to advance to it. So we got uh, Sullivan and Steiner who defeat Brad and Brett Holiday. So 
do you want to, you got any notes from this doc? I, I got, I just have a strange feeling. We haven't talked about this. You may have some timestamps. Mm. I did. Yeah. 4130. Okay. So you, he hit this motherfucker. Okay. So bef- let me go here first because I have one right before that. It's <laughs> at 4050. Uh, and I said Sullivan and Steiner. I mean, um, Rotunda and Steiner. Watch Steiner right here. What he does to this poor sap. Um, unless I got it wrong. Oh he God! Throws him damn near through the ropes on that. He's like a new age Ronnie Garvin. Did, did you see that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, damn. And here's the one you're talking about, Doc. Fuck that guy. That dude sucks, man. Look at that clothesline, Harper. Watch when he shoots him off. He, he shot, he, he shot, the ropes. He do, shot him up high. Look how he goes to the ropes. The fuck? <laughs> he caught him in the mouth. High God. and tight with that clothesline. <laughs> Harper, describe. Yeah, wait, Times. No, I'm saying right here. Okay, so 41. Uh, keep going after the clothesline because that's not the one I had, but that was a hell of a. All Harper, right. how how bad does he hit him in the mouth right here? First of all, the guy doesn't take enough steps when he's running it to the fucking ropes. Keep keep with it. So fuck him. <laughs> he shouldn't okay. be in there. Sullivan told him to hit him. He's 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 Your about time. to hit him all right. Right here. If he pokes his eyeballs out. You want to describe what happened, Doc? Just don't say he just right hit here. him in the fa- he just hit him in the face. He grabbed his mouth and opened it, and then he popped him in the fucking face with a fist. <laughs> and the, the beauty part is, he's out there playing Ronnie Garvin, and he's over. And he's right. a sympathetic character, which is hilarious. He's he's doing the dog, like, uh, another thing you won't hear, because we don't have the sound on, he's doing the dog barking, doing the pro, yeah. like, during the match. And now he, he lays down. <laughs> <laughs> this was awesome. Now, this That's was awesome. awesome. So... You're right. Rotunda pins this this poor poor sap, um, and then when he pins him, you know Teddy Long counts to three. The match is over. Bell rings. Steiner comes in and pins him, and the crowd pops for it. <laughs> Look at that, that. Was fantastic! Look at him pin. <laughs> He's like, "What are you doing? Pin him!" Teddy Long's like, he already pinned him. No, no, That's pin him. He, did. he doesn't want to get up. He stays down there for like 30 seconds. <laughs> I love it. All right, Doc, anything else from this? No, that was awesome. Yeah, Good Rick's man. funny. Rick is great. Rick Steiner is is a star. And then, unfortunately, the show just abruptly ends at that point as we are about to go to college scoreboard next, which is the normal halfway point. So it ends and doc, let me run through what, what is left. So the, here's what they cut off from this episode. And it's a lot. And this doesn't even include whatever the promos were. Larry Zabisco and Al Perez defeat Eddie sweat and Rick Allen. Ivan Koloff wrestles someone called the executioner. I have no clue who that was. Hmm. Italian stallion, uh, defeats Gary Royal, the Russian assassins, uh, defeat Bob Emery and Keith Steinborn. Probably seen that one a hundred times. Sheep herders are actually still here. They defeat someone named Hollis and someone with the last name Jones. And then Ron Simmons wrestled George South. That seems like it might have been 
halfway good, depending on how long they gave him, because George South obviously can work and it's Ron Simmons. And then that is the end of the episode. I don't have the remaining promos. And like I said earlier, we're not going to talk about it in this episode, but this night is the night that the Road Warriors and NWA Tag Team Champions of Midnight Express wrestled in New Orleans at the Downtown Municipal Auditorium, which we will talk about on another episode. Also, this same exact night, Lex Luger and Ric Flair actually wrestled in New Orleans, too, that night. Do you remember that, Hopper? I remember, yeah. Okay. I was just that was good shit, man. Yeah, it was. Uh, Lex and Rick, and then again. We'll talk about that in another episode, but that's basically... The episode just ends abruptly, and we only got half of it. So how do we even give out Rolexes and rate this? We don't even have a full episode, Doc. We can only rate what we could see. Yeah. Very true. So, um, I mean, I'm, my Rolex would go to Cornette. Who would you give yours to, Doc? Man, I really, really, really want to give it to Rick Steiner, but it's got to go to Cornette. Yeah, I was about to say the same thing. Rick Steiner is fucking hilarious. Okay, so just wait, because there's he's gonna have an imaginary friend coming up in the next like month or two. Because I just, remember that like he he all of a sudden turned to like a special person. Yes, mm-hmm. us he and he is super over when it happens. Yeah. Like Doc and I were talking about this offline today. Doc, he turns into a star from this in my opinion mm-hmm. we slept on him back then yeah, i remember uh sky steiner's like man she's just she just used you he's like no no i like her <laughs> i love her i love woman robin green uh, yeah man good stuff though i i agree i thought about steiner with that whole pin thing and everything he does in the match but it's gonna go to cornet all right doc so what are you gonna rate it since we don't even have a full episode a Yes, yeah, A plus, man. Perfect. Forty-two minutes. Vince went out there and clipped off all the stuff I didn't want to see. So, A. Oh, you think Vince clipped something off here? Yeah. You really do? You don't think it's just a messed up episode? No, no maybe man. not. No, they fucking deleted something. Nah, okay. I bet you the tape was damaged. To be honest, I need to look at the worldwide stuff from this week and see what see what may be on that as I think about it. But okay. Fair enough, fair enough. All right, so I'm going to rate it in A-. minus. I mean, it was fine. I don't think it was anything great, but, you know, A- minus is 10 times better than what you normally get. So, all right, uh, before we do anything else, I want to mention our Amazon referral link. It's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Great way to support this show without spending anything extra. Go give that link to the wives, girlfriends, hoes, side pieces in your life and tell them to use it every time they shop on Amazon. And tell them to buy, buy like Bobby Blaze's book. I haven't mentioned that one in a while, so please pick out uh, Pin Me, Pay Me. But more importantly, use the link every time you shop on Amazon. It greatly helps the show. Also, become a patron at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. That's tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. By becoming a patron, you get access to 200-plus Patreon-exclusive episodes for your listening pleasure. Doc, I'm trying to think, man. Do you have anything else? Uh, we had a little bit shorter episode this week because only 42 minutes and we got half of the episode chopped off. But anything else we need to talk about this week? Anything else we need to shoot the bull about? You tell me. No, I think we're done. I'm kind of tired of this. Tuckered out? I'm, yeah. a little, I'm a little worn out, man. It's getting pretty late. and I need to go uh, maybe uh, rub one out and hit the hay. Nice. Come on. 
I do need to ask Hopper something. Hopper, have you uh, watched the episode of NWA, the Circle Squared with uh, Perry and Luke? Yeah, well, yeah, I watched it. Okay. I watched their match. I just kind of fast forward to them and that promo. Um, so what'd you think? You think they did all right? I thought they yeah, did they, fine. Yeah, they did a good fucking job. Perry is a damn good amateur wrestler. I just want he is. He That's, he can stretch some folks, and I don't know if people realize that. He, he will tie you in a pretzel. Anybody, bro. Yes. Very much so. Very much yeah. so. Anyway, I want to mention that. Uh, I'm glad he and Luke. You know, it's kind of unique. You know, you hear about um, father and sons in wrestling. Obviously, I don't know how many times we've seen father and sons be a tag team. So there you go. Something to it. I look forward to NWA power, but I wanted to ask you, I thought uh, I enjoyed it. I thought they did good. Uh, Perry looked a little nervous maybe for his promo, but you know, yeah. he's young. I mean, it's not like he's been in the business 10 years or five years at this point. He's very young. Right. In pro wrestling. So Billy five that. fucking beer. He say that again. I don't think people realize that. He could barely buy a fucking beer. He's only right. 21. He's a kid. God, think about how many years ago that was for us at this stage of our life. Good Lord. Yeah, no. That's a whole lifetime ago. years old doing that shit. Jesus, man. Anyway, so good stuff on NWA. I, I don't, I'm calling it Power. I realize it wasn't an episode of Power. So, Doc, you sure you don't have anything else before we get out of here? All right. Well, Doc, you can drop. I'll go through a couple of other things i got to mention before we get out of here, and I will talk to you later, and then I'll ask Hopper if he's got any Wildcat news. But while we are while we are wrapping this up, uh, in a second, I'm going to play the normal uh, closing music with the Harlem Heat uh, song that'll... Actually, I won't, I won't do Harlem Heat to take us out this week. I am going to uh, play something that was sent to me by Kangol Fett on Twitter, and it's a shout-out to Kangol Fett, who is a BTT Hall of Fame Patreon member. But it is a mix that he created from a promo from Kevin Sullivan where Sullivan talks about the lady of the third eye and eating the monkey brains and all that good stuff. So check it out. He posted it on our Facebook group, but I know not everybody's on Facebook. So I'm going to play that at the end of this week's episode for you before the Hall of Fame Patreon shout outs. So there you go. Now, uh, so again, Kango Fett, Dano, thank you very much. Hopper, any news on Wildcat next show or no? No. Not yet? None. Fair enough. Fair enough. So with that said, check out the wrestling podcast about nothing with ROH's Brian Malonis and Mike Crockett. They do their show every single Monday. They just reached 200 episodes. So big congrats to them on their 200th episode that they've ever done. Uh, just search WPAN or wrestling podcast about nothing wherever you get your podcast from. And shout out to our vantage point, the retro wrestling podcast with Joe Morata, Michael Quinn, the northern version of BTT, slightly classier, a little bit more professional, but still fun. Nonetheless, they support us, so please support them. Hopper, if you got nothing, I got nothing. Hit the tagline, and we will get the hell up on out of here. Book it, bitch. Who am I? Who am I? I can't hear you.
different story. See, I used to believe that there was something called an American dream. I used to believe that if you worked hard and you did right, you get that two cars, you get the garage, you get the house, and you get every every you get everything you wanted. The only thing you get if you believe in the American dream is the chef. You see? see a life and I didn't know where to go. I went to Asia and I met a very wise man and, and, and I met a very wise man, a Buddha Dean himself. And he told me I had to purge my way of the American way of life. The American dream he told me is dead. There's nothing but life. See, so first, he took me to the lady of the third eye, and I lay with, lay with, lay with her for 13 days, and 13 nights, and I lay with her for 13 days, and 13 nights, and she taught me things not needing to know. And the second thing is, I went. And again, she's, she's, she's remembered with the pilgrims and bathed with the people of the first thing I did was I went into the land of the blind and ate monkey brains with the blind man. The fourth thing was I went to the streets of Calcutta and I laid with the lepers and I purged myself of the American way. Says I'm standing here now, and these people here, and people at home know one thing: I have never lied yet. Never. So let me tell you this, sweetheart: the Tower of Doom wasn't the end. The Tower of Doom wasn't the end. The Tower of Doom. Wasn't the end. Come into Lions Den anymore. You don't have to come to Mohammed. The voting has come to you. The American dream is dead, dead, dead. The American dream is dead, 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 dead forever. In my heart. to the life story. See, I used to believe that there was something called an American dream.
I used to believe. Hey, everybody, before we get out of here, you know, I always got to thank all of our patrons out there. Thank you for supporting this show. Thank you for all that you do for the show. Your patronage is very appreciated. It makes what we do right now twice per week, every single week on the free feed possible. So thank you very much. And I appreciate it. Also, man, I got to tell you guys, the Hall of Fame patron shout out list continues to grow larger and larger and i am grateful for that so thank you very much for all the hall of fame patrons out there i mean thank you to all the patrons i mean i understand certain people uh can't pledge as much as others and that's fine and that's why you know at the two dollar level you get a bunch of stuff but for the hall of fame uh hall of fame patrons out there thank you very much this list is growing longer and longer each and every week so i don't know how much longer i'm going to be able to do the uh list of hall of fame hall of fame patron shout outs so my apologies if this uh doesn't continue in the future however we're going to give it one more try at the beginning of February right here of 2020 with all of our Hall of Fame patrons. So as I say that, I want to give some shout outs to those Hall of Fame patrons. My friend out there, Fritz Von Mulkey, thank you very much. You signed up uh, to the Hall of Fame level. You've been signed up for a while. You bumped up, I should say. So thank you, uh, Fritz Von Mulkey, a.k.a. Doc. Actually, they're not the same person. It's just a running joke. So there you have it. Uh, Rowan Smith, David Ford, Harrison Lee, Isaac Pinley, at Hey Hey It's Isaac. Oh, I'm sorry, at Hey It's Isaac, not Hey Hey It's Isaac. It's just at Oh Hey It's Isaac. Eagle underscore one, Kango Fett, Lee Russell, MDQ for life, George Davis, Kevin Carter, Michael Angel, Bob Richards, Rocky Suazo, my man Christopher Champer, Will Harkey, Robbie Dyson, Rick Beebe, Brad Dunyfen, Tom Schlegel, Coach Joey Chase, a.k.a. Willie Chase, Steve Malbasa, Kenny Byersdorf, Glenn Abbott, at GA Russell Nut on Twitter, Bobby Murray, Marlon Mueller, my man Marlon Mueller, a.k.a. Half Pints Point. You know what I always say, keep cutting those promos, kid. Josh Warren, Everett Starr, Mike Childry, Kyle Riley, disrespectfully classy Marky Blassie, Craig Norman, Johnny on Patreon, the great John Dean, who is at YRC21 on Twitter, Josh Dunn at Ryan and Auburn on Twitter, good old Justin Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Morecci, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Chris Myers, Gerald Green III, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Pru, Will Parker, Classy Alex, David DeVries, SV Pageant, Bill Salsa, Big Rich, Allen, that's by Boy Sports Cap, RE Miller 39, Jay Shiny, Ruben Espinoza, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin underscore Andretti, Cole Manny 22, Marty Howell, T Hog 94, Gobbled Unreal. Thank you for your generous patronage via the Hall of Fame patron sign up. Last but not least, I uh, just want to give you all a, a heads up on something. I have not been as active lately on either Twitter or Facebook. Um, the shoot job, just very, very busy. And I just haven't had a lot of time. So uh, if you've sent me DMs on Twitter or instant messages or messages on Facebook Messenger and I have not gotten back to you, I just cannot get through them. So... Um, honestly, probably from here on out, the best way to get in touch with me, if you really, really need to get in touch with me is going to be via email for the show, bookingtheterritory at gmail.com. So I just want to mention that I am recording this actual segment on February 5th, 2020, but I wanted to say that if you need to get in touch with me, uh, and I haven't responded to your DM on either Twitter or on Facebook, the best way would probably be email. I tend to check that a few times a day when I can. Um, and if I don't even check it during the day, I usually check it at night. So 
That's probably the best place to get in touch with me if you need to get in touch with me. With something show-related, Patreon-related, especially if it's Patreon-related, give me a holler there. I mean, it's it's not that, uh, again, that's, a, that's the best way to reach me um, to the Gmail. Bookingtheterritory at gmail.com if you're not getting a response on Twitter or on Facebook. And um, I want to shout out Mike Crockett as well for handling the Facebook page and helping moderate with it. Uh, he does a good job. Don't give him a hard time if he doesn't catch things and whatnot. So anyway, and stop getting offended at everything, people. We only live once. Live, love, and laugh, brothers and sisters out there, and just have a good time. That said, I'm going to get out of here. I'm eternally grateful for all of you guys and women. we got a lot of women now who support this show. Thank you very much. Uh, it means a lot. And uh, when we started this nearly five years ago, I didn't think we'd grow like this, but we have, and it's because of you. So thank you. Uh, this is Mike. I'm getting out of here. You know what Hopper always says. Book it, bitch. <laughs>